Okay, Andrew, uh, I have a question. It's a big picture question. Um, can you, we, me, pastors are at large, can we change the world? Uh, that's, that's a very, very big picture question. Um, I'd say, I'd say yes. Um, and really, I think if, if, if my answer had been no, that probably would beg some other questions of why, why do I, why am I a pastor if I don't believe in, in the possibility of affecting, um, the world through what I do. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a hundred percent. Yes. Um, we use this. You know, for people who are familiar with church, um, you know what I'm talking about. Pastors, we use this language all the time. We use it mostly in prayer. We say things like, I guess in conversation too, we say things like, you know, the, our community and our city and our <laughs> yeah. county and our state. We use it in theming and our and country pitches. and the world. You know, we say that. Um, and like you, I do believe we can change the world, but... I guess, like, how often is that a conscious thought? Like, how often do you stop and think, like, okay, I can change the world? And maybe not even, like, I can, but how much of, like, your thought process, your behavior, and your actions is because of this belief that I'm changing the world? I think that specific thought is a rare one. Um, but I think it's because the way I would think that I can change the world isn't as a big picture thing as the question is. Um, I think, I think my answer to maybe how are more finite answers, and so things like how are my relationships affecting the people around me? How are you know? Do I think the lesson I'm teaching today matters or makes a difference for anyone? Um, if those answers are no, then I think that they're not impacting those people's worlds or their lives and the way that they live, and then. That answer would then have to be no. I don't think I'm changing the world, but I think, um, you know, as we as I prepare a lesson or as I, you know, connect with this person or you know any of the relational things um, in ministry too, if I don't think those are for anything or accomplishing anything, then they couldn't be changing the world. But I I think I think the opposite is true. I think all of those little things are things that change a person or change a relationship. And that has to change the way they live their life and interact with other people. And I think that's what changing the world is, is, is people um, would be how people treat and act and live with each other would be, would be changing the world. Yeah. I think um, when I, I think there's a mix, a mixed bag. Sometimes I think I like what you said about people and finite, but sometimes you have that pressure and think like, that's not big enough. That's not enough. Like, yes, I know I can make a difference by changing these small things, but that's not big enough. And then the opposite happens. Sometimes you think like, I'm going to go set out to change the world. And you have these pipe dreams of standing on a stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people or, you know, being broadcast to millions of people. And I'm going to change the world that way. But like you said, it is more of a finite. I guess it's, it's why it's wiser if we think about it from a finite perspective instead of like just the big dream perspective. So with that said, like what are what are some of the ways that you seek to change the world? Or how like how do you attempt to change the world? I think I think one of the main ones um 
to me, almost comes out of expectation of my role as pastor. So one of the things that I think people come to church and, and listen to teaching is, okay, I want to hear what the Bible says so that I can do something with it or so I can live my life a different way. Uh, and so I think um, not necessarily the pressure, but the responsibility of, okay, well, I'm the person that's been called to teach that to someone. Um, and so effectively and, and accurately and truthfully and insightfully teaching the Bible and, and who Jesus is and, and God's truths, um, to me, is one of the things that I think this this should change people. This should change the world. This, is, this should change their individual worlds and then change the way they interact with each other because I think when you encounter God in any way, um, especially through his, through his word, it should change something in you, whether it's an attitude, whether it's a behavior, whether it's a view, it should affect you in some way. And then that should, to me in turn, in, affect your world and the world around you. Yeah, so the, the, the way I would answer that same question is I think of the same thing, like you said, the impact of Scripture changing a person. But when I think about that person in reference to changing the world, the person I'm thinking about first and foremost is me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Second Corinthians 13.5 says, test yourself to see if you are in the faith. You know, like kind of see how you're growing. Watch and see how how you're being affected by the gospel. And one of the ways that I could think about actually changing the world, and this is hard, it's through my personal life. It's how I live out what I believe to be true in scripture. And there's, I mean, there's so many layers to that. It's scary because, you know, people are watching you. Um, It's scary because, you know, you're human and you fall short. But then the flip side of it is it's encouraging because you're like, I know if I could do this, you can do this too. Um, And I I know I started off with such a loaded question about, do you think we can change the world? And, you know, in a sense, I think as I thought about this over the years, I think we, if we could shift our mindset from, you know, asking, can I change the world? Can I change the world? Can I make a difference? Or am I even making a difference? You know, I think it's similar to parenting. You know, you've heard this before. You've heard people like, it's not, it's not if you're teaching your kids, it's what you're teaching your kids because <laughs> yep. they're watching you and no matter what you do, you're, you're teaching them. And I think it's the same thing. I think as spiritual leaders, as pastors, I think it's the same thing. Um, I think whether we like it or not, people are watching us. They, yeah. They're modeling after us because of how we're living our lives. And again, there's some good to that. Um, there's some times where that could cross the line and, and it gets weird, but but I think there's some good to that. So one of the ways I think about changing the world is through through personal life. So um, yeah, I, I like what you said, kind of like that. Obviously, teaching and, and and the gospel is is a part of that. Yeah, and I can and and even this is an easy thing to look back and go, well, you know, let me test that. Let me test that. Are there people that I have looked to in the past to model my self after and has it changed me and the way that I view the world, the way I interact with the world? And the answer is is absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a pastor, I think that that sometimes in, in some season that sounds like stress or pressure that, you know, people are watching. But realistically I think it's it's part of calling and it's and it's part of accountability that we are accountable to God and we are accountable to each other and we're accountable to the people that we've been uh, entrusted to lead in some way. And I think that's probably true of, of really anyone in any sort of leadership capacity, good or bad, that 
really you're in a place where you have to be responsible with how not just what you say, but how you live and how you act and how you behave and, and the way you live your life because you've been placed, however big or small, in a position that you you do change the world mm-hmm. for people. You do impact people, yeah. um, whether you know or like it. Yeah. And you said something earlier, too, when we were talking before we started to record you. You said, like, you, know, you think history teaches us. Like, oh, we yeah. can look through history and see, like, well... The way things are right now, it's because this one person did this thing yeah, and absolutely. it has significantly changed the world. Right. You, I mean, you could scroll back through the history of we think this way about this because that person did. We use this thing because that one person invented it and it changed how all of us live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this one person, even and realistically, even even for the not so good, this one person decided they would be this way and they would have their followers be this way and it it changed the world not for 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 not for the better i think you know i think the the low hanging fruit there the easy thing would be hitler's one person yeah yeah um, yeah who who changed the world <laughs> not in a great way um and so but i think all through that and um on big on large scales and small scales each one of us have a history and are connected to people through history, so even your family history, I can look back and see how my grandfather changed the world for the people around him and changed the world for me. And so I think even just looking through almost the condition of of being human through history is wrapped up with you absolutely can change the world. Um, And I almost feel like that's been, again, proven and proven by one person at a time or these groups of people at a time throughout history. I think that's a message that the church at large doesn't share enough is the big picture in reference to changing the world. I know we Mm -hmm. teach about, we preach and teach about sharing the gospel. So I'm not talking about that, but I think sometimes we, even when we say that, I think we share it and teach it and encourage it, encourage the sharing of the gospel in a limited way. I think that we, or, or sectionally, what I mean by that is, okay, you know what, share the gospel in your community, but know that it's going to stay in your community. Or the only time we share the gospel globally is when we pack our bags and go on a mission trip. Right. And I know that I'm saying, like, I know that that's not always the case. Like, I know that churches are doing, pastors are doing a good job of, of pushing the line so that it is literally changing the world. Um, but I think, I think because humans fall short so often, because I fall short so often, that I, th- I think, well, you know what? I really can't change the world. I really only can change this little section of the world. But it, it makes you, it forces you to think about the question, if I am doing the work of God with this little section, if you will, of people, and those people touch a different section of people and so on and so forth, isn't that changing the world? Like, isn't that in a sense changing the world? And I think if I change my perspective and flip it the other way and think, well, I'm doing this micro thing because I know it's going to have a macro effect mm-hmm. or the whole point of me doing this micro thing is so that it does have a macro effect. I think that that'll, that'll force us to behave differently. It'll force us to think in a different way. So when I sit with one person, I, I have to force myself to think, I'm not doing this so that this helps this one person. I'm doing this because I wanted to change the world, knowing that micro helps macro. Yeah, I think it makes me think of the idea of, you know, you've got a body of water, say it's a big pool, 
and I drop a marble in at one side, well, it doesn't just affect where I drop the marble, the ripple moves along. Now, if I'm thinking about the other pool, though, maybe instead of dropping a marble, I, I go, you know what, I want to really make some waves across this whole thing. And I drop, you know, the heaviest stone I can, I can find. And I'm in, I'm pouring in harder with the idea, the scope of what I do right here. If I, if I really think about it, what I do right here can matter far beyond right here and right now. Um, and so it may change the way that we approach doing some of those finite things, knowing that they can make a bigger difference than we can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it could be an uncomfortable question, but how do you, how have you seen, what have you done? What do you do on a regular basis that you say, okay, you know what? I know because I did this or because I do this, it is definitely making an impact on the world. It is a hard question because it's such an easy thing to look back on, like after a period of time, especially when you talk about, so we talk a lot about um, people and the change you see in people. And so often change in each one of us, like in my life and in your life and the people that we, that we, you know, have relationships with change in people is so often a really slow thing. Like it's a long process. And so, um, there's things that you, you see like little changes along the way. And, um, I think, I think one of the things that I've seen, uh, you know, since we've been here, um, going on three years, um, the little things that you pour into relationships changing, yes, that relationship, but also the way that you can see that changing the people in those relationships, the way that they act, the way that they talk, the way that they, you know, look at life, um, the way that they, um, treat people. Uh, I think maybe in ministry, one of those things is, is, um, things as simple as, as small groups, leaders that, you know, pour in over an amount of time. That's, that can sometimes be a really discouraging role to play a small group leader because you're excited, you care, you're investing. And sometimes you look up and go, why am I doing this? I'm not, I'm not seeing the difference. I'm not seeing the change. And then you stick it out and maybe it's two months, six months, four years down the road, you go, Hey, that, that made a difference. I'm seeing the way that that person is different is, is different. And I know that I got to play a role, um, in that. And I've, I've heard, you know, things back from our small group leaders here about, you know, the different ways that we've implemented devotionals and the way that they've seen students react to that and the way that they've, you know, seen them kind of reference back to things without being forced to. And, uh, that's been a cool thing to see of, you know, just these tiny little things that you go, that's a change. That's, that's done something. Maybe it's not, you know, the volcanic eruption of everything is so different, but it's the, it's the little steps that you see leading towards, towards a bigger change. Yeah. I'm listening to your answer and I'm thinking about the question myself, like how have I seen what I do or something I did that's changing the world? And I was trying to force myself to think of a big event thing. Like (laughs) I did something big. So it cast this really wide net and therefore the world started to change because of this thing that I did, Mm -hmm. but I can't think of one. All the things that I'm thinking of, they're small things, you know, like I'm thinking of, there's a, there's a couple that my wife and I, we, we are like 
we're very fond of them. And it's it's like, it's going to sound weird to even say this this way, but like, we're in love with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we think about them. And when we think about why we feel the way we do about them, it's because of all of the little things that we've done with and for them and vice versa. But over the years, like, man, we've spent so much time with this, with just these two people in the context of marriage, obviously. But now you fast forward eight years and counting and we're like, wow, because we did this with them and they're doing this with this other person and this other group and these other people that's starting to change the world. Like, I can't think of anything, you know, like as a pastor, you think, okay, you know what? You spend, I mean, obviously, you know this, you spent countless amount of hours with students or this one student or the, these two or these three or these four. You know, you, you look at your watch and it's like, it's 1.20 a.m. It'd be nice if you go home now. But <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay, no, you got to stick it out. You got to stick it out. And then they move away. And um, seven years later, you get a email or a phone call or a text message. And you're like, hey, you know what? This is what just happened in my life. And it's because of what you did. And then you look at the net that they're casting where they are. And you realize yeah. like, so... You know, we asked the question, can we change the world? You said, yes. Do we change the world? I say yes. Um, and if we ask, how do we change the world? There's really only one way to do it. And it's a little bit at a time with the people that God has put in our lives. And I think it's it's hard, I think, because one half of our brain is very much like, nope, one person isn't enough. Give me a million people because that'll make a change. Yeah. And then the other half is like, well, nope. I know if I put in put in the time with one person, and so on and so forth, then it will make a change. And you just battle back and forth between which of these things constitutes as changing the world. Yeah. And I think I think honestly, it takes some of the pressure off because the question sounds like a huge one. How do I change the world? And you go, whoa, the whole world? I don't know about that. I mean, what in the world could I do to change the whole world? And you know, we. Your brain automatically goes to that. Well, what's that big splash thing I could do? You know, what's the big attractive thing that could happen that that really I could make happen? And to me, it takes the pressure off to go. It doesn't have to be a huge splash event. It's almost um, we talked this week about um, about habits and the way that they change our lives, and that those are little things that mm-hmm. get repeated that over time change the way you function, change the way your life is lived, um, you know, and then depending on what it is, affects your health or your efficiency or your relationships and all those things. And this almost feels like the same type of thing where it's, um, it doesn't have to be this big dramatic event to induce change. Um, that realistically the most common and, and the most accessible and, and, the most realistic and the most available way to affect change is to what's that little thing I can do. So let's go, let's go through a short list of things that we, as the body of Christ. So like not, not necessarily us as pastors. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's going to be people who is listening to this, who are Christ followers. And there may be some that are not, Um, but what's the, what's on the short list of things that we as Christians, as Christ followers, as Jesus followers, can do to effectively change the world, especially if we think about it in the model that we, you and I just talked about, like 
Yes, there's going to be times where the Lord puts you in a position to cast a wider net, but more often than not, it's just probably, it's micro, knowing that micro affects macro. So what's what's on the short list of things that we can do? Yeah, I think this may be an easy answer, but I think I think the first thing that it has to start with, well, what is your world focused on right now? Like, I think, you know, this to affect change in the world around us, well, where is your life focused right now? So if I'm not doing, say, the little things that affect my world for God, that point to Him, that lead me closer to Him, I'm probably not in a position to do those other things well to start widening that circle of of change. Um, And so for me, the first little finite thing is, setting up that habit that that constant that consistent time with God whether that's you know maybe that's a 5 minute devotional for you mm-hmm. maybe that's a 30 minute study maybe that's prayer you know consistent you know I'm not I'm not saying any sort type of length or 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 depth is you know is is what's required but there's got to be some sort of consistent personal growth and change towards the kingdom, I think, to be able to affect outer growth and change for the kingdom. Um, To add to that, what I would say is we need to start and start with one. So what I've learned is for us as believers, we sit and we game plan for 25 years on how am I going to change the world? <laughs> yeah. So you sit down and be like, okay, you know, I'm putting this game to plan together. God has given me these abilities. He's given me this. He's given me that. Okay, I'm going to sit down and just put this plan together on how I'm going to make effective change. How am I going to change the world? How am I going to do this? And what I would say for us as believers is start and start with one. Like, just move. Start right now. Say, okay, you know what? I understand what God has given me. I want to change the world. So I'm going to start with this one person. This one person that God has put in my life and start there. And obviously, you know, you're not going to stay there for very long. It's going to be two. It's going to be three. It's going to be 33. It's going to be 43. It's it's just going to keep going and going. But with that, starting with one, you gain experience. You you understand um, the motive. And then similar to what you said, also with starting is we need to remember that it's all about God and only the church will last forever. I think we become ineffective when... I, we become ineffective when the goal to change the world becomes about my agenda as opposed right. to God's agenda. Yeah. So uh, what else? What do you think? Um, I like what you said about about starting with one because I think also that can apply to, to don't don't get so far ahead out of your ahead of yourself that you don't allow for almost like wiggle room. you know you don't you don't know what's necessarily going to happen next week or, in two years. And so even, even going, you know, if, especially if things like planning and scheduling are hard for you, what can I do tomorrow? I'm not, I'm not going to worry about how do I start a, a, a four month plan of doing something? What's the next little thing that I can do tomorrow? You know, how can I, how can I show who God is, show his character, show that I love this person tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What's what's something I could do? What's something I could say to them? How I could treat them, to where it doesn't become, um, you know, I'm wrapped up in this daunting thing that I'm uncomfortable with. Because I think I think that's one of the other things too. Any sort of change, anything that you're trying to do that's new, is going to come with some level of 
uncomfortableness. And so breaking that down to almost simplifying the equation for yourself, to me, helps. And and then I can look back and go, wow, that felt like in the moment, it was just one little thing at a time, but that's really compounded into something and, and something has been made of it. Yeah. Um, with that, I would say it has to be done every day. So yeah. I like how you said, what can I do tomorrow? You know, or in a sense, what can I do today? And that will lead me to do something to tomorrow. I think if our, if we as, as Christ followers attempt to change the world every day, mm. then we will become really successful at changing the world. Yeah. I think it, this, it can't be on just on Sunday. It can't be on a 10 day mission trip. And please, I'm not saying those things are not important, No, but I'm saying like, it can't just be that they can't be isolated. You know, when you, you know, depending on how when you work out, you know, there's a term when I say, you know, do this unbroken, meaning do as many of them in a row as you can without stopping. And I think that's such a good visual when we think about changing the world, like the like consistency and doing it every single day, small micro every day is going to eventually make a huge ripple so that it changes the world. So I like how you said, what can I do tomorrow? What can I do tomorrow? So start, start with one. It has to be about your, your internal change and it has to be every day. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's all momentum, right? I mean, we talk about that in ministry all the time. Like it really feels like we're building, we're building, we're building something's, something's putting on more steam. And I think that's, that's, I think that's the idea there. Like keep going. Take what you did, build on it. Yep. Even if it feels like a tiny step, if it's if it's a tiny step forward, keep building that momentum, putting mm-hmm. on more steam, put on more steam, keep keep the ball rolling, um, and that, that makes it to me so much easier to keep going. There's so many things in life that are like, well, this isn't that bad while I'm doing it, man. But if I stop <laughs> and I've got to restart, I'm I'm gonna lose all the traction that I had. All that momentum, yeah, is is just gonna fall away. The other thing I would say is we have to realize that everything is possible with God. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Matthew nineteen twenty six says, um, and this is Jesus speaking. He said, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And changing the world is a very possible and doable task mm-hmm. when we do it in the power of who God is. And again, I know I said, I kind of alluded to this earlier about when we try to do it with our own motivation instead of God's motivation. But that's the other thing um, that I would say is we, we have to realize that this this is a possible task. This is not an impossible task right. as long as it is within um, who God is and within the parameters that God has laid out for us, then it's very possible. Yeah, and I, and I love that that, that that verse comes up because so many times I think that verse gets stuck onto these huge things that seem impossible. Yeah. But it, but it's a verse that also applies to the little things that we go through every day. There's mm-hmm. little things that aren't a big deal to me that I still don't want to do or would struggle doing. But when I remember who Christ is, who I am in Him, and what He's called me to do, and the strength that that He's given, well, He's also helping me do those things, and I'm leaning on Him to do those things and doing them in His power. Um, I, again, I think sometimes we we push that that verse to the big things that just really, really seem impossible and unreachable, but but it's also true of the things that are that are commonplace that yeah. are, that that we come that come in front of us every day. Yeah. The other thing on the list too is you 
bring something to the table. Mm. So it's I, I understand that our role as pastors and leaders, it's very to the forefront. We're on the front line, so to speak. You know, I, I understand that. But you, the listener, that you you bring something to the table. We every single follow, follow of Christ brings something to the table yeah, because absolutely. when what you bring to the table greatly affects the where you live and who you live with and who you who you are having an effect on for the gospel. Again, that may be micro, but it has a macro effect. So you you bring something to the table, like you you matter. There's a reason why I'm pastoring in in Wayne County and Northeast Ohio and not in Germany because there's a reason why there's somebody else that's bringing some, something to the table that, that right. is, that's changing the world for the sake of Christ in Germany. There's somebody doing that in Indonesia. There's somebody doing that in the Bahamas. There's somebody doing that in Northern California. There's somebody doing that in New Mexico. There's somebody doing that in Nevada. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I think like, Sometimes we we shortchange ourselves because we think, oh no, somebody else has something more important to bring to the table. No, somebody else has something that is going to be impactful in a different way yeah. to the table. Um, but you 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 definitely bring something to the table. Yeah, I think I think no question, and I think it, I love seeing people realize that. Sometimes in in student ministry, and, and I think this is true in all ministry, you see people that just realistically are down or, you know, struggle with things like self-worth or, or purpose. Who doesn't question purpose at some point in their life? Um, and it's such a beautiful thing to see someone go, no, even if I don't know what it is, God has made me unique and I have a unique role in his kingdom and in impacting and changing the world for him. Uh, it, it doesn't make me any more or less valuable than anyone else. It makes me who I am in God and the way that he's equipped me and the way that I need to find how he wants to use me to yeah. change the world. Yep. Um, so what are, do you have any specific plans that may be, uh, when I say specific, I mean like specific, like even to this day or maybe to this month or to, you know, the next whatever short period of time that you would say, okay, the, these specific things I'm doing for this time because it's going to change the world. What are those things? Like, what, what's the thing that you're going to do next to to make a change in the world? Um, it's been a time of, you know, in the middle of a, a pandemic, hopefully on the back end, hopefully not in the middle, but it's been a time to be able to look at some of those things and say, hey, what was happening before, what isn't, what, you know, what should change and what can I do to change things? And um, I think I think my answer to that starts internally first. It's things like, you know, what habits have I set up that I don't need? <laughs> what habits um, can I set up, uh, can I start that can make that more effective, you know, that can make change in me more effective? Then how can I pour that out differently? And um, some of those answers are, are as simple as, uh, as daily routine things. Some of those things are as simple as, um, this is when I'm going to be reading. This is when I'm going to be in the word. This is, um, I'm going to, you know, commit to calling this person each day, um, for the sake of that relationship and for the sake of realistically 
their relationship with with Christ um, and their and their journey like in in faith um, in him and so some of those things again none of those things are, are big or flashy <laughs> none of those things sound world changing um, when you first think about them but uh, again I, th- I think that that has to start um, internally in myself and then it's okay who's someone that that I have a heart for who's someone that God is saying you know you care about this person. I, you know, I, I'm putting them in your life, and and I need you to care for them. I need you to to invest in them. And then, and then, what are the simple simple ways that 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 can be done? Yeah. Um, and and again, for me, I think those things are things like phone calls, intentional conversations that you know that show and and say that hey, I care about you and about who you are, and 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 love you, and and just wanna just wanna tell you that. You know, yeah. things that are so simple um, that I think sometimes we overlook is too simple that they can't impact and change. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, as a as a counseling pastor, um, you know, I see both sides of the coin. Um, right now, we're in a season where I'm seeing a unusually high number of separations mm-hmm. and um, divorces and, you know, just, just strain within the marriage union. Um, and I, and I say, I say seat like high, but I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like, maybe it's not that high. Maybe this is kind of what it normally is, but maybe because it's concentrated or maybe because my expectation was different. Mm. Um, but on the other end of it is, and this is, this is high. Um, we have here at our church specifically, we have, um, six couples that are getting married in a very short space of time. Yeah. And so the next thing that that I'm going to do, and I say I, I mean myself and my wife, so really we we're going to do to change the world is our goal is with these six couples and others that we've mentored and that I've had the privilege of even marrying or you know officiating their weddings. Um, the goal is to be the goal is to change the world through them by having them commit. And learn to stay committed to being married, mm. no matter what. Being being willing to work through the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly. Being able to work through the times where there's an emotional strain, there's a physical strain, there's a there's a spiritual strain, there's yeah. a financial strain, there is something else going on. Um, so that's the next thing. And you know, I have to force myself not to look too much on the side of the paper where marriages are having some difficulties and possibly maybe ending and I have to force myself to look on the other side and be like well these ones are fresh and they're green and I have a chance to change the world yeah I have a blank slate with these with these couples my wife and I and and obviously me as a pastor and you as a pastor like we have we have an opportunity this they're 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 green and um hopefully we can get the numbers to to tip in our favor and say okay you know what I'm changing the world through these through these people in this way and Chances are those people are going to have babies, and which means they can have an effect on those human mm-hmm. beings. Chances are they're friends with other people that's watching them. Um, so it's this whole idea of, okay, you know what? That's what I have next on my plate is I have an opportunity, golden opportunity, to impact these individuals in this way. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not just want to impact these individuals. I want to change the world through these individuals. So that's the next thing that I have coming up. 
Yeah. It was this idea of, of just starting the ripple and, yep. then, and then watching it go. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Great conversation. Um, hopefully you're encouraged by that and realize that we all bring something to the table. And if nothing else, realize that um, the, the word of God should change you and will change you. And since that's the case, let's start and at the bare minimum, start with one.